Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Body Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? We're on the cusp of a very important odyssey uh, that's about to begin here. Uh, it's a very serious piece of televisual history, which became apparent to us not too long ago. Uh, one of the listeners... Got in touch, told us about it. Can't remember who it was, apologies. Um, Basically, it's been on YouTube for seven months now. And it's only garnered 498 views, which I am astounded by. But um, there'll be more than that once we get stuck into it, Sam. It is, of course, Noel Edmonds' Concord Special. Are you okay there? You seem to be playing with some cables. Yeah, hold on. I've got to change headphones. These have finally given up on me. Oh, I can now. Sorry. Um, now, <laughs> this is very often problematic, but it's the only option I have at the moment. Okay. I'm going to turn that, I mean, that's turn the fine. It's, down this even is the more. kind of... And this is the kind of mid-broadcast... Um, fuck up if you want to call it that that Noel Edmonds would thrive on I say now I'm going to put this out as live okay no editing I'm connected yep you can hear me I can hear you I don't know if you just I've heard that I've got the airpods on right and in the, in the, in past that. In the edit but we'll just have it to has. roll with it and see what happens as I've just said there, you might not have heard me. Uh, we're going to put this out as live. It's the kind of um, technical hitch that Noel would thrive upon. And yeah. he would probably he make light chaos, of. chaos, doesn't he? Because it would it would demonstrate that it was live and that anything could happen. And that was his, his realm. There's, was the I, there's, still, there's still quite bad interference. So now I'm thinking that's two different headphones. One plugged in, one right. Bluetooth. Yeah. Both. Interference. Um... Are you using your microphone? Or are you using the microphone into the uh, the built-in uh, one in your laptop? I'm using the Yeti microphone. Okay. In t- but it's only when you talk. There yes. is. It sounds Come like off. a giant is flapping its wings right. hysterically every time you speak. Like this. <laughs> like it's trapped in a jar. Okay. Is that something you can work with? Which is that? I've got to say, it's quite distressing. I, can't, I don't I, imagine why it's happening. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we'll pause the recording. Pause the recording. And we'll try and we'll deal with it and then come back to it. We are back. We have uh, cast out the, <laughs> the gremlins. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know what's happened. Them. Oh, it's all, it's all gone completely bananas here, but we're going to get through it somehow. What you're seeing is us utilising what's known in the industry as null play. Yes, that's null, exactly Null it. play is hard to define, but... The, the thing about Noel Play is it's always based around something sort of going wrong, but almost always he's contrived it going wrong. One yeah. of my favourite things that Noel does is he gets a caller and pretends he hasn't quite heard correctly what they've said. Yeah, yeah. They'll say, there's yeah, an interference good. on the line, and he'll go, there's a big clearance on a mime. Have you got a mime there? Who is it? Marcel Marceau? Who is this? You're bonkers. <laughs> we'll have to get stuck into the um, the LPs of his prank calls that I've got. Oh, yeah, great. That I've picked up with various car boot sales and charity shops where he basically just rings people up and talks like this. <laughs> and he says, hello, it's it's uh, it's Mr. Brown from the gas board and you're going to have your gas is going to be cut off at 2pm. Oh, no, I can't do that. I'm going to be cooking dinner at 4pm. Well, I'm very sorry, but it's going to be cut off. So I just thought we'd let you know. Actually, it's not. It's no evidence here from Radio it's 1. It's just a little bit of null play for you. What a treat. <laughs> null play for Personal null play. Oh, oh no, no, you absolute cunt. <laughs> uh, now it's that part of the yeah. show where I call up unsuspecting members of the public and cunt about with them a bit. That's right. <laughs> it's time for no play. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to just say at this point that we did not contrive what happened there at the no. beginning because it, you know, that's the difference between um, us and now. Where we're not as professional as Noel is. Uh, yeah, something genuinely went wrong, but we fixed it now. And everything is fine. And we're looking at, uh, what the fuck's it called again? Noel Edmonds Concord Special from 1989. Um, it says here on YouTube, a celebration of 20 years of Concord with highlights of flight Speedbird 189 to Washington. What a great name, Speedbird. Um, and there's some music listed which I guess would be the theme tune, which I didn't realise was a particular piece of music. It's called Sirius. Sirius by the Alan Parsons Project, <laughs> which I guess Noel would have chosen himself. Um, great act. Put in the notes. I've met Alan Parsons. He's a he's a great guy. Solid, steadfast, and we might be going... We might, there's a couple of business ventures we've discussed together too. It's not, a, it's not really a one kind of music. It's more album <laughs> oh, fan of the album. Maybe Radio 2 late at night. Uh, but Bob Harris has got that set up, so I've got no chance of getting on that, but never mind. Until he drops dead. Bob Harris no can't live forever, that. can he? But wait, uh, he can't live forever, but I tell you what, he's got a lot longer than I was hoping. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we used this back on Top Gear in uh, 78. That's <laughs> something else we should look at, oh really, wasn't it? Because he presented Top Gear, didn't he, for I, a year? I'm, I mean, yeah. he's so perfect for Top Gear, I can't believe it didn't oh, yeah. thrive like that. Um, mm. I'm just... I, I'll be honest, right? I'm watching this live. We, we came on the line tonight to do this, and I had to admit to you that I'd forgotten what the matter in hand was, what we were podcasting. Mean, I'm in a, I'm in a podcasting daze. And I'm like, right. and and I was like, right, yeah, okay, what is it? Oh, it's no, fuck, I forgot to watch it. So, but it's quite nice because now I'm watching it unfold live as we speak, and mm. there was a beautiful, majestic footage of Concord gliding through mm. the clouds, and yeah. then, and I've got the sound down, and then it suddenly cuts to the inside of the cockpit, and straight away, yeah. there's something about no, I just, I'm just laughing. I'm just smiling straight away of him all let's relaxed just, just in his it. casuals. Let's just say it. Let's not hurtle into this because you've watched none of it. Mm. You're currently watching it muted. I've watched about three and a half minutes of it. We've got an entire episode to do based on that. So let's just... Can you ever think of an episode of Top Flight Time Machine where we've run out of things to say? I think it happened at the end of one of the Odysseys. Once we were about twenty-three minutes in, and we'd got to the absolute end of something we'd done that we'd done maybe forty-six episodes. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, this is it. Just, we're we're well, going to die. The, that's the end of the episode. We're going to die of podding. But a bit of background, all right? There's a website which is brilliant called Genome, and it's got all the listings from the Radio Times going back to the very beginning. Lovely. Uh, a searchable archive, so I can tell you as a result that this program went out on. Sunday, 26th of February, 1989, at 10 to 4 in the afternoon. And that feels just perfect for what it is, doesn't it? Sunday afternoon, BBC One telly. What we got lined up? What time of year was it? Was it in the football season or not? 26th of February. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Maybe it's like, listen, trust me. The people are—they've got the, something called the match with that prick Ian St John over on ITV. <laughs> Ch- yeah. Who is it? Bloody London Forest versus Tottenham Hotspurs again. Trust me, this football fad is all but over. What people want to see in this country is Concord. <laughs> Supersonic <laughs> flight is what stirs the juices of the British public. <laughs> it's the twentieth anniversary of for fuck's sake. <laughs> Do you really think they'll be wanting to watch a bunch of men kicking a fucking ball around on a mud pitch? Bloody hugging each other. Disgusting. Hugging and kissing each other. And if they're not hugging and kissing, they're spitting, which is revolting and unsanitary. No, what they want is educated men in uniforms and caps. <laughs> men of standing, the, the men of, of status, men of experience. <laughs> Steady hands on the tiller. <laughs> um, it says Noel Edwards Cockcourt special, uh, and then the listing is in March 1969. I think Noel's written this himself, to be to be quite honest. <laughs> in March 1969, Cockcourt 001 flew for the first time at Toulouse. Twenty years later, Captain John Hutchinson, a regular member of the BBC's aviation team, <laughs> BBC's got an aviation team. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Uh, he's joined by Noel Edmonds and new miniature CCD television cameras in the cockpit wow. of Concorde Alpha Bravo for a privileged view of flight Speedbird 189 to Washington. 
Let, um, Noel has always prided himself being on the cutting edge of technology and innovation, didn't yes. he? And yes. he, there's, he loves technology and innovation. And he also loves, and we've known this from studying his Christmas, Noel's Christmas presents, which we obviously do every Christmas. Mm. He loves TV firsts, doesn't he? Now, trust me, this is, we, we think we're going to, well, let's hope we pull it off. We think we're going to pull off a genuine TV first this evening, so stay tuned for that. He loves saying that, doesn't he? It's this whole thing <laughs> well, this, about the course, miniature cameras, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. He makes he makes a, a point of telling us that as well. Yeah, in the introduction. But I mean, this is a couple of months after Noel had gone into outer space and chatted with the Russians because <laughs> that was Christmas '88 that we we covered a couple of months ago. Um, so this is just two months after that. Uh, well, well, it's a step back almost, isn't it? Because he's been in space and now he's just doing Concord. Yeah, but the but, speed um, that he's travelling at, he goes, if I cut... It's two things from now on. It's either height or speed. If I can't go as high as space, then I've got to go yeah. faster than is possible. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Um, yeah, completely. Um so that's what it says on the Radio Times listing. And it's 10 to 4 on a, a, a darkish late February afternoon on a Sunday. When there's very little on, apart from the match, obviously, on ITV. So, um, yeah, as you said, we see Concord soaring through a clouded sky at the very beginning. I've just put down in my notes here, massive metal sex bird. Yeah, that that's, is what that's what Concord that's was. That's kind You're of right. gut reaction to what I what I can see. Yeah, um, and then some some coloured lines come across the bottom of the screen, and then the words Noel Edmonds <laughs> follow them along in flight, and then it says Concord Special, and I've just uh, I've just put I've just put mid paced synth rock. I mm. didn't realise it was serious by the Alan Parsons Project. But that's what it is. Um, Seems suitable, doesn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, completely. Yeah, I have to put as well serious man music. Yeah. Because that's what it is. What do you think drives, the, like, Noel Edmonds and the other people who are Noel adjacent in this world, what do you think drives their love of speed and machinery? Um... I would say penis confidence. Yeah, that's what I've always suspected too. Yeah. Not not like uh, overconfidence or underconfidence, but just, yeah, I've got a decent penis. It's functioning. <laughs> it's active. <laughs> it's, um, and most of all, it's fast. Once it, get in, <laughs> once it gets in some, in some insides of something, whatever that might be, it goes <laughs> like lightning. Shit off a shovel. Whether that be the the good lady wife or um, a hollowed out loaf of bread, <laughs> a Once watermelon, a watermelon, a pecan pie, <laughs> <laughs> a microwaved cheesy pocket, or just a trusty right hand <laughs> in an emergency, a drain pipe, <laughs> or the corpse of a rat. <laughs> Pfft, a Hoover nozzle. <laughs> Jalapeno. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Jalapeño. I read a really good article at the weekend by the actor... Katie Wicks, who is from Stafflet's Flats and various other things. Are you aware of oh, her yeah. oeuvre? I am aware of her, yeah. And um, she had a she, she had a book, like a memoir, uh, which I haven't read, but I've been told is great. I'll get round to reading it. And I think this right. piece was an extract, but it was so, it was honestly, look it up. It was in The Guardian and it was about her dad. And the whole piece was about men and their obsession with cars and it was about her dad mm. and it was so well written because it was this portrait of a man who was frustrated right he was frustrated right. and he was really her dad was sort of an angry quiet man <laughs> that's the best i think that's how she describes it and that that, <laughs> that description just told me enough i didn't need any more that's a that's a very toxic uh combination yeah <laughs> And he didn't say much, but he would have. Right. He was. He, he, I can't remember what he did for a living. Something boring, but he he wanted to have been an actor, right? In right. in shows, and they sometimes heard him grumpily singing over the washing up when they when he thought they couldn't hear it, singing famous yeah. show tunes. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm reading this piece thinking, yeah. fucking hell, this is cracking. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, you have my attention. Right? Yeah. <laughs> was, I'm coming with you on this journey. Yeah, it really was. And then she goes, he, um, it sounds like she's slagging off, but she kind of isn't. She's just doing this really sort of lean, but pitch perfect portrayal of a man. And she's like, he was really quiet and he was always seemed sad and angry. Mm. But the only time he'd come alive is watching James Bond films. Right? And oh, I'm thinking, God. oh, okay. hello. James Bond films, the preferred movie genre of the frustrated, angry man. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and she, and, and like, but what it builds up to is, spoiler alert, is that he was this sort of quiet, sort of seemingly unassuming, quite timid bloke, but he loved James Bond films. And whenever he got behind the wheel of a car, it was like every ounce of his frustrated masculinity was expressed and he would drive at extremely high speeds very dangerously and that was the only outlet he had in his life right because the rest Mm -hmm. of his life was just one of pure frustration right and anyway Mm -hmm. he ended up crashing his car he didn't die but um but uh it's a wonderful read and it just she had a very with a real sleight of hand she sort of portrays that kind of type of frustrated masculinity that does buy into the sort of daft James Bond tropes and yeah, and, and it yeah. often goes hand in hand with a sort of mad obsession with cars, vehicles and speed and power. <laughs> and it's it's very Alan Partridge and it's extremely Noel Edmonds. And so th- these are these are themes that are on my mind at the moment because the piece was yeah. so good and it was so funny in such a subtle way about that sort of bloke. But I have to say, I do think it must come down to something to do with penis confidence. I think it's definitely something to do with his penis. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be, isn't it? Um, By the way, I'm... Is he still alive? I like man? a nice car, right? 
I'm, but I'm not a fast driver. I'm always getting mm. done by speed cameras, but that's... I'm not one of these fucking boy racers. I'm just stupid and, you know, I don't pay attention. Right? Um, mm. uh, but, I'm, you know, I'm not like... Yeah, I'm, I'm not like... Yeah, so what What have you got under the engine? I couldn't tell you what the fucking size of engine my motor's got. <laughs> what have you got under the engine? Ah, uh, bits. What have you got under the hood? What Stuff. The, what's she got under the hood? That's when you know you're. Yeah. That's when you know you're dealing with a fucking problematic geezer. Yeah. If he's referring yeah. to the car as a she, what's she yeah. got under oh, her I hood? I get her then? out. Uh, I get her out on the uh, on the M1 at night now and again, <laughs> yeah. and uh, she really purrs. <laughs> uh, I know I a little stretch where there's no cameras. I've been pulled over a couple of times, but luckily at that stretch, uh, which is just in the south of Hertfordshire. I know uh, one of the chief constables because he is a member of my lodge. So if I get a pull, it's no problem at all. I've been pulled over a couple of times, but because I'm uh, in my forties and white, it's yeah. generally not a problem. Yeah, they're not. They're not looking for my sort, and nor should they be. There's plenty of other characters. They know, they know what I'm doing. They know what I'm up to, <laughs> and they're fine with it. They respect it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What she got under the engine? They'll say uh-huh. as they pull me over. So this is a fine young filly that you got you, you yeah. got yourself behind here. What have you got yep. her up to? But I'll just say this: just need to keep her tamed a little bit. And <laughs> I say, yep, message message understood. Message received, loud and clear, Skipper. <laughs> um, she also has this great phrase in it, which I'll probably do a, a, an injustice to by getting it wrong. But she says something like, "Watching these James Bond films with my dad." They painted a really horrible picture of what it meant to be a grown-up woman. She said, which seemed to yeah. be a lot about a man aggressively kissing you until you finally stopped <laughs> wriggling and gave in. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly how James Bond always kisses women. In all the films, they're always wriggling, wriggling and trying to get away. And yeah. he kisses, and especially in the Sean Connery movies, he kisses them like really hard and aggressively until in the end they just stop wriggling. Yeah, it's, well, it's just, I've just said, he tames them, doesn't he? he fucking tames that, them. That phrase again. Wow, I think. Do you reckon Noel? Fucking men. Do you reckon Noel loves James Bond? Of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. He's got a fucking. I've got the whole lot, not just on DVD, but on Blu-ray too. And in fact, I bought the original cinematic reel of From Russia with Love in a charity auction once, and it went to a children's hospice. The money, and I've still got it, but I've never watched it because I don't want to damage the celluloid. I'm, um, I'm, I've just Googled the words Noel Edmonds and James Bond just to see if there's any kind of. <laughs> Tell me there's a picture of him dressed there. up as James Bond. Oh, there's got to be at some point. That's the going images. There must be. I was, no, a, not, I was know. a bit insulted that in my pomp, when Dalton, to my mind, the worst James Bond ever, got the <laughs> role in the 80s, that I didn't at least just get a phone call. I'm not saying I should have got the role. But maybe just an inquiry would have been nice. But I never did. <laughs> maybe I was just that inch too short. I don't know. I'll never know. Uh, 2013. TV star Noel Edmonds is to officially launch Longleat's Fantastic Fireworks display <laughs> on Saturday, 2nd of November. 
the Deal or No Deal presenter will join the Wiltshire Attraction's very own 007 to start the display, featuring classic adventure music from the movies, including the famous James Bond theme. I don't know who 007 is. I think it's just maybe it's someone dressed up a bit Bond-esque, but they're not allowed to use <laughs> yeah. the trademark John, James Bond name. Yeah, they can only say 007. So I think it's it's Noel Edmonds and a 007-esque actor launching some fireworks at Longleat. That feels quite on brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Longleat is a Long great Leet. part of the world, and uh, people who know me know that it has a special place in my heart for reasons <laughs> that shall remain private. Now, on with the show. Longleat is a British institution. <laughs> End of. <laughs> and I won't hear anything to the contrary. <laughs> and as I've made it clear to many people in the past, including the bosses and the bureaucrats at the BBC, I am prepared to physically fight anyone who challenges my views on Longleat. <laughs> yeah, no, not a lot of crossover between Bond and Edmonds. Curious. Maybe Very he's curious. been taught to keep his distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where are we at? What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, massive metal sex bird. It says Noel Edmonds across the screen. Noel, uh, you were going to touch on what Noel's wearing and how comfortable he looks in the cockpit of Concord. So I'll let you. He's uh, just got. He's like, as soon as you see him in this, like you're waiting for it. You're waiting for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. You're waiting for the big. No reveal, right? And it's like the watching no a James Bond film. Because when you watch a James Bond film, what generally happens in the famous pre-title sequence is that you don't see Bond straight away. You see a scene. Sometimes, mm. you know, it might be some kind of army base or someone's at the opera or whatever. And slowly a situation, a dramatic situation starts to slowly unfold. And sometimes up to a minute into that, quite deep into it, Bond will arrive, right? And you're waiting for the reveal. Where's Bond? What's he going to be wearing? What's yeah. he going to be doing? Who's playing him this time? How Bond will he look? Will he be in a tux or a wetsuit? And it's the same watching a Noel show. He had so many shows on TV at once. Always there was three or four different Noel franchises being juggled on RTB. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, this is Edmund's imperial phase. Very much. 89. This is where he could yeah. call the boss of the BBC and get anything off the top of his head. That's what he's done here. I was yeah. going to say, that's what he's done. I want to go on Concord. It's Concord's birthday, and I want to go up in it, in the cockpit. Make it Nothing so. Nothing massive. Nothing massive. Just 50 minutes. Maybe Sunday afternoon. <laughs> 10 to 4. Marmaduke. It's N.E. Yeah. Uh, listen, vis-a-vis uh, -vis our Concord chat that we had in the club recently, I need you to green light that ASAP. It's happening. <laughs> okay, Marmaduke, all the best. Um, See you at the club. He's uh, So, and suddenly it's like, there he is, bang. And he couldn't be more null. His hair is shorter than we've seen it in a while in this period. It's more closely, it was not cropped. Of course, it's still large by any normal human standards. Yeah. But like George Michael, it started to shrink down a little bit as the 80s sort of wear on. The beard, of course, mm. is Noel's beard. It's resplendent. You've, Look. Just, you've just reminded me of a correction that I need to issue oh, yeah. to Top Flight Time Machine listeners. When we did the last Christmas video, um, last Christmas... Mm. Um, I, uh, I something that I'd read was that this was the last time George was ever spotted without the beard. 
And was that did that no. turn out to be untrue? It turned out to be untrue. I saw um, some Top of the Pops footage of after Christmas 1984 when they flipped last Christmas and everything she wants mm. became the A-side because it was a double A-side single, let's remember. Mm. And they did a Top of the Pops appearance doing everything she wants in January. Oh, what a song that is, by the way. Uh, oh, the Arguably Wayne's best song, yeah. I think it's their best one. And George was there without <laughs> the beard. So, I mean, no one's got in touch and pulled me up on it. But at some point, I'm sure somebody will. So there you go. That, I believe, was the last time we saw George um, Sans beard. Sans is the, without, isn't it? Avex with. Yeah. yeah. Sans, Sons. Yeah, Call it, say it Sons. how you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's okay. in full Noel get up from this era. He's wearing all. What would you call this? I'd call it. The colour is either. It's sort of stone or wheat is what you would call it. It's somewhere yeah. in the hinterland not- between white, grey, and sort of a corny yellow. Could you, could you light tapioca? Could yeah. you call it that? And what's interesting is every, like, there's no contrast. The trousers, the jumper, and the mm. shirt underneath the jumper are all almost exactly the same hue. And he is, He's completely dripped in nowhere. Nowhere, he? yeah. He's full double. Yeah. What are you going to wear up there, Noel? Well, I considered asking, demanding that British Airways issued me with a captain's uniform, but I think I'm going to keep it casual and just wear some basic Noel wear. I think if I went with the uniform, I'd probably blend in a little bit too much with the guys, and I don't really want to do that. There needs to be a... Not, not a leader, because obviously the captain up there is the leader, hmm. but you know what I mean? Of the uh, of the televisual side of things. A demarcation. There needs to be a... Sartorial a decarmation, I call it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so he's there and he looks very serious. He's he, Again, he always has to make these things sort of like a huge event. I'm all about events. Yeah. I don't make television. I make events. I broadcast events. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the biggest yet. Me, on Concord, <laughs> on its birthday, breaking the sound barrier. Yes, it is bigger than the one in space because I'm involved in the cunt. I wasn't, invo- I wasn't on the rocket. In December, this one, I'm there. I'm going all the way. Listen, Marmaduke, you old pisshead. You just fucking sign the checks and get back to your fucking 40-year-old single malt and let me take care of running this fucking shithouse for you. (laughs) (laughs) Need I remind you that you'd be out of a job and your ratings would be out of your fucking ass if it wasn't for me (laughs) delivering time and time again. (laughs) So he's he's there, he's sat in the cockpit uh, with the crew behind him doing their things. And he just sets the scene and he just says, this is a special show from the flight deck of Concord Alpha Bravo. <laughs> and he says, we're going to take you to America. <laughs> America. <laughs> <laughs> and that is indeed what's going to happen. Uh, but we will. Of course it is. <laughs> We'll find out more next time because yes, we've managed to get the allotted thirty minutes Lovely out of stuff. a really small amount of footage. I think it's just about one one minute twenty of footage. Uh, but how's that for podding? Come. Take that no such exactly. thing as a fish. You were you, yeah. Those cunts are dependent on facts, 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 facts. Yeah. We don't need anything. Yeah. No, we just need speculation and our imaginations. <laughs> Uh, We'll be back with more of this next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.